In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amin. Today is the sixth Sunday of the Blessed Holy 50 Days, and this is the Sunday that precedes the Pentecost. And in this Gospel that we heard today, we hear the famous uh, statement by the Lord for telling, before telling us about what we are going to endure, that in this world we will have tribulations. But the focus is not on the tribulation, the focus is on Him and in the peace that He can grant. The tribulation is something that every human being goes through since the fall and we are going through tribulations. Yes, we have something extra because we are witnesses to the truth and everyone who wants to live in godliness and want to be a witness to the truth will also be persecuted. But the focus, as I said, is in the peace that can be granted through Him. So how we handle tribulations through faith in Christ? I'm going to speak about few tokens and are all known by us, but it's something that's befitting that we bring it all together so we can retrieve our um, uh, information and knowledge and the faith that we hold in him. The first thing to think about whenever we are going through a difficult time is to define the nature of the hardship. What exactly am I going through? Most of our tribulations, I'm not saying every one of them, most of them, they are self-inflicting. I'm bringing this upon myself by my actions, my choices, my mindset, the way I want to conduct myself, the way I see the world around me. So this is something important for us to define at the beginning. What is the possible cause? Why I'm going through this? Joshua, when he faced the defeat in front of I, he went and prayed and asked God, what went wrong? Was it the plan? Was it the people who went to war? And God told him, no, it was not about any of these. It is about something unlawful, something that's accursed, that was stolen, and in the midst of Israel, there is an accursed thing. And this was the reason, and Joshua corrected this, and that reputation was taken away. So this is something fitting, that whenever we are going through hardship, we ask the question, what is exactly might be the cause. I'm saying this, I'm not saying that every tribulation has a reason related to me. Many of them, or يعني, a good number, is not related to my choices, but at, at least I make sure that there is something that's not under my control and there is nothing here I can, I can correct. Also, defining the nature of hardship thinking, is it something that's happening or it's a perceived threat? Many times we are troubled because of something that didn't happen. We're just thinking about what if. And what if can open for us gate of possibilities about what if, what if, what if. This is so troubling. And meanwhile, it's not happening. It's just something in my mind. So this is the beginning to define the nature of the hardship. Secondly, as the Bible teaches us, it is within my limits. Again, this is our faith. The Lord will not allow us to be tempted beyond our ability. This is what St. Paul said to the Corinthians. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Sometimes we look around us and see people are going through very difficult situations and say that this is beyond any human being. But we find those people with the faith in their heart and with the trust they have 
in the in the in God, they they endure and they go through it. And we wonder how they were able to go through this. So again, it is our faith that God will not allow us to be tempted beyond our limitation. As Oregon said, the world is only as strong as Christ allows. It's very comforting statement. The world is as strong as Christ allows. Nothing more. No weight is going to be heavier than what I can bear. The third token and saving principle while handling a tribulation is to look for the escape and the comfort, the purpose. What do I mean by the escape? This is what St. Paul again said to the Corinthians. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. When going through tribulation, what can I do to help myself? What can I do to help my family? This is the escape. And God always allowed a window in whatever we are going through in order for us to have light through this. No tribulation will be a closed box unless I decide to do this for myself, cutting myself from God. There will always be escape, a window, a door by which I can maybe find help. Also finding comfort in the tribulation. Sometimes people find comfort in their tribulations by serving others, by going out of their own problem to look around them and see how can they give a hand here or there. It is very helpful, by the way. When I am not uh, confined to myself and my problem, and I think beyond what I am going through. The psalmist comforts us by saying, In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. Always it is good to ask myself while going through tribulation, how this is going to help my salvation? Is it going to make me stronger in faith? Is it something that's going to change my mindset? There is a story about a man who had a big stone in front of his house. And he was tired every day going through or around the stone. So he prayed and asked God, God, please help me that this stone will be moved away. So according to the story, the angel appeared to him and told him, okay, just keep pushing the stone every day, push the stone. And the man obeyed. And for a whole year, he went on pushing the stone every day, trying with all his might. And the stone is not moving anywhere. After a year, he gave up. And he asked God again in prayer and I said, what is the purpose? I have been pushing the stone for a year. Nothing moved. The problem is the same. The angel answered him and said to him, look at yourself now. You are a stronger person. Your shoulders and your thigh and your hands, you are not as the same as a year ago. Maybe the tribulation is here so I can become a stronger person in my faith. Maybe this is the purpose. Maybe this problem will never be solved. And we have to understand that this is one thing that maybe we have to deal with. Maybe this is a reason for my salvation. Even though it is troubling, but this is, it is what it is. The fourth token is, if I am in Christ, I am not alone in my struggle. It's again our faith that says that in all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and his pity, he redeemed them, and he bore them, and carried them all the days of old. Imagine if you are going through a tribulation, and Christ appears to you and say, I'm aware. I know that you are going through difficulty. I know what you are going through is so tough. I am with you. Bear with it. How we think about it. Will we be able to handle it? 
Even though we don't have a promise that's going to be taken away, it's going to stay. But it is enough that in our affliction, he is also afflicted with us. And he is bearing with us. There is no cross that is given to a human being. And this person believes in Christ. And this person has to bear the cross by himself. This is our belief and our faith in him. The fifth principle is, is it solvable or is it here to stay? Sometimes we trouble ourselves by thinking that every problem has a solution. Maybe every problem has solution, but maybe not every problem has solution within my reach or in my hand. It is again something that we maybe we need to settle with ourselves that maybe this problem is here to stay. St. Paul, when he asked God to heal him from the throne that he has in his flesh, his illness, we hear that concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might be depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. St. Paul, live with it. This is not going to be taken away. You will live with it to the end of your life. St. Paul accepted this. And he yielded to God's will. And he continued his service while suffering. I am sure that if he kept on nagging with God, no, please heal me. I cannot go like this. Life will be much, much difficult for him. He wouldn't be the person that we all know and comforted by his words, who spoke to the Philippians saying, Rejoice in the Lord. He has a thorn in the flesh. But he still can say, rejoice in the Lord. It is something important for us to settle. Is the problem or the tribulation I'm going through is solvable or is it here to stay? The sixth token is, let not fear reigns. What is more troubling than the problem itself is the fear that accompanies the problem. We hear news around us here and there and wars and threats of wars. All of this is something and us being terrified and we go into the panic mode is something else. People now are looking for other places to immigrate to. Some other people are thinking maybe Mars will be the solution. Mars will not be the solution. The people who are going to go to Mars are those people, the same people who are going to destroy the earth before they go there. So they destroy everywhere they will go to. There is no place really that can bring comfort. Let not fear reigns. The comfort of the Lord is when he, when he says to us, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. I wonder if I hear something like this. I would ask the Lord, what is more? When they kill us, what is more? The Lord says, no, everything is about what is more. Because what happens after this is the true thing. At the end of the day, humans can kill us, and then what? Then we move from a life to another one. This is our faith in him and our trust in him. Going into the panic mode in anything will harm us more than the problem itself. The seventh token is to stay close. Typically, whenever people are going through tribulations, they find themselves, they are distancing themselves from God. I don't pray, I don't go to the church, I don't read the Bible. I'm doing exactly the opposite of what can help me to go through the tribulation. The psalmist is telling here, God in his prayer, remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. It is your words that give me hope. 
When I stop reading the Bible because I am going through tribulations, where I am going to be comforted? When I stop praying, how the window between here and heaven uh, that I'm going to shut, how this is going to be helpful in any way? The Lord told the disciples and warned them, you will be scattered, each off to his own, and will leave me alone. Being scattered is the real threat. Being away is the real problem. To get us away from God for whatever reason. The eighth point is the bottom line. What is the bottom line that we have to agree on in any tribulation? What St. Paul said to the Romans, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? What? I remember one time speaking with a person who went through a, like a very hard hardship, extremely tiring one. And then he said, I do not understand what I'm going through. I have nothing really. I look up and say, maybe this is going to solve my problem. But at the end of the day, I will not allow this problem to separate me from Christ. I don't understand. I don't see any kind of sense in this. But at the end of the day, nothing will separate me from Christ. He settled this from the beginning. So whatever he is going through, it is what it is. It will land wherever it lands, but nothing is going to separate me from Christ. This is the bottom line. The ninth token is avoid securing peace or solutions through worldly means. Trying to secure yourself in, in, in human wisdom. I am lacking money, let me cheat, cheat on my taxes, or I get money through unlawful ways. This is not going to be helpful. Securing peace this way will add to our trouble. Because this again will separate us from Christ and this is not helpful. The last point is in prayers and in faith thy will be done. This should be a comforting words in our prayer. Thy will be done. We get scared sometimes to pray it. I do not want to say thy will be done. I want to say to God, you know what? I trust you but not very much. At the end of the day, let my will be done. But truly, we do not know what he knows. We do not see what he sees. We are not in control like him. We are so limited. We are very feeble. At the end of the day, we have to trust someone who is bigger than us, who sees everything and in control of everything. So in prayer and in faith, we should repeat this. Thy will be done. Yes, we are going to face tribulations in many, many ways and forms. But the words of the Lord are faithful. I have overcome the world. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.